Hello, ladies and gentlemen, planet Earth, uh, maybe a little bit further. If these airwaves go that far, you never know. It is Master's Week. Anything is possible. And, you know, with it being Master's Week, we told you yesterday on the podcast that we would be back in action here today. It is myself. It is John Harrell. It is Master's Week. Therefore, everyone is a golf expert, including us. Yes. So we have the platform as well. So we're going to go ahead and take it, John. We're going to. We're going to talk like we know what we're talking about. Yep. So we're going to get right uh, into everything. And, you know, just through watching just the pre-festivities, you know, most years I kind of tune in for the Part 3 contest. Last year it got rained out. But this year I've been all over it since just about Monday or mm-hmm. last Sunday. I've been all over it, man. I've been off the shits on yeah, my golf lately. I've been waiting, waiting for this. And you know, like I'm, I'm, you know, like really reading in between the lines. I'm like looking at the practice round pairings. You know, I see Phil playing with Tiger. I'm just like, well, what's going on over there? A little synergy, <laughs> a little crazy action going on for some from some old time competitors. Maybe uh, over there talking shop on all the youngsters. Yeah. You got a firefighter playing a practice round with Tiger as well. I mean, honestly, Tiger's stock is just way, way up this tournament. Playing with all these past champions. He's taken the par three off just to relax. You would think that after all that time gone, he would need to maybe vent some things out. But Tiger just, you know, keeping it calm, cool, and collected. And he was wearing all white the other day. Looked like a saint. Yeah, he's been here before. He knows what it takes. He's uh, laying low and just hanging out, enjoying all the uh, all the young guys and what they bring to the table. I think. Yeah, and it should be a really good contest. It's uh, you know the first time that we've had Tiger and Phil together in five years. Last year we didn't have either one of them. Uh, Bubba should be making an interesting appearance yeah. this year after playing great so far this season. So we'll get into all of that, a two-time Masters champion for Bubba Watson. But let's talk first about the Masters dinner uh, from Sergio Ramos that had a bit of a Spanish flair. Do you think that's kind of a power move by Sergio serving something like that only a couple of days ahead of the Masters you think he's trying to Hoping really everybody gets the he's trying to give everybody the colon blow for the, for the week <laughs> what's up with I that I never even thought of that but that's genius if that's the case yeah just give everybody the shits and send them on I mean like Sergio Garcia is like that one guy that you see like when you're in the city and you just like look at him from across the street on a different sidewalk and you're like that dude's freaking insane. Yeah. He's a crazy mother ever, dude. He's just one of those guys you're just like, yeah, I'm glad I don't live next yeah. to him. And I've never been a fan. Him and him and uh, Tiger always used to be paired together on Sundays, and it used to be a battle. So I've never been a big Sergio fan. So I could see him just feeding them all the worst possible food. Just like instead of chicken, <laughs> giving them rat meat. Just like and everybody in the Masters is in on it too. They're just like, all right, time to take down the competition. Yeah, leave him standing all by himself. And, you know, Sergio would be the guy be like, what? What did I do? I didn't do anything. But either way, yeah, they start with that. I had the meal down, but my computer is just sucking today. But uh, some sort of Spanish cuisine for Sergio Garcia, maybe pumping out some colon blow yeah. for all of you old school SNL fans. The Just colon blow, hanging out in the uh, the Don's John the whole time. You know, most of these kids, you got John Rom thinking he's going to play in the Masters instead. Friday morning, he's going to be getting a colonoscopy. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna be laid up in a hospital bed. Yeah, he'll be watching it on TV. Sammy Sergio, <laughs> Dios mio, because <laughs> they're both Spanish. Oh, so that's, that's the inside yeah, joke. That's funny. All right, <laughs> enough of that though. We're uh, gonna go through the odds here for the Masters, and later on, we're gonna make our Masters picks. 
But for all the betting, uh, I don't know how if you've put any money into the Masters so far yet, John. But uh, the odds on uh, you got Spieth and Justin Thomas at ten to one. Uh, I'm surprised Spieth is so high. Honestly, he has played this course really well the past few years, yeah. but he hasn't really been that hot coming into 2018. He hasn't played well at all this year, and yeah, I was very surprised to see ten to one odds. But then again, he is very good at this course. He's only what is his worst finish like a fifth or? A twelfth, something along those lines. So he's yeah, and he's he's already won a green jacket. He should have won that one year when he blew up. Yeah. Um. So I mean, he's been there. He's done that. And for some reason, I feel like of the four majors that Augusta is just the easiest one. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why I get that. You know, perception because if I was looking down the list, you know, like last year. Um, the winner was like minus 13, but then the year Danny Willett won, it was like minus five. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it just depends on the field and year the and weather, year out. Either, and, yeah, the fog, I think, one year is really bad. The wind It's windy. Really yeah, it just depends on, I think, the weather conditions are really. Honestly, it's really ballsy year after year that they just decide to play the second weekend in April. Yeah. Because, like, in some parts of the country, it's snowing. It's like 60-mile-per-hour winds outside our door right now. You're just rolling the dice yeah. continually. What? It's just like Augusta. The New York people just got five inches yeah. of snow. <laughs> and we're supposed to get snow on Saturday, yeah. I saw. So, I mean, it's good we're getting around it on Friday, which we'll plug real quick. We oh. made major adult moves today, John yes. and I did. A new a new sponsor, right? Yeah, I think, I mean, maybe. Yeah, I, I think, think if they listen to it, they could partner with it. We'll tell Megan to check it yeah. out. Uh, but anyways, yeah, Rock Harbor, for all of you listeners in the uh, Northern Virginia area, check it out. It is about $200. For two years of unlimited green fees at Rock yes. Harbor Golf Course. We are officially members. We are officially members. We have gray jackets. Uh, it says Rock Harbor on them on the inside, and it's embroidered in the uh, left pocket sleeve. We are official. It's very official. Just kidding. That's, that doesn't exist. <laughs> but I'm sure you could probably get a custom one if you really wanted to. But, yeah, we made big boy moves. You know, graduating college, yeah. Getting a job, yeah. Signing up for a golf membership for a golf course and having a home course. I'm feeling 10 years yes, older today. I'm feeling a lot more grown. <laughs> feeling very sophisticated, even though they gave me like a $200 piece of paper. They, I thought I was going to get a laminated card with like my face on it. Yeah, that would have been cool. <laughs> we haven't made it just yet, but we're getting there. Yeah. We'll be at Augusta someday, and we'll have the qualifications for you to get into Augusta later on in the show, too. It'll make you feel really shitty about oh, your God. economic profile. Um, but anyways, getting back to the odds here, you got JT and Spieth at ten to one, Dustin Johnson at twelve to one. I feel like that that two odd difference is just because him in stocking feet and uh, hardwood floors <laughs> not necessarily an equation for success. Um, so hopefully this year he's either going barefoot or he's wearing slides around the house, one or the other. Uh, Tiger Woods also checking in at 12 to 1, and this is as of three hours ago. These odds may change overnight depending on what happens, but. Yeah, somebody might fall down the steps. Yeah, you got Tiger at 12 to 1. Uh, you know, Tiger probably popping some uh, sleeping medication tonight because <laughs> he's, he's going to have the yips early on tomorrow. <laughs> I think it's really important for him to start, yeah. but we'll get into that later. Uh, Roy McElroy coming in at 12 to 1. Kind of surprising. I didn't realize that he had three of the champions, yeah, the major championships, and the one only away. one he's missing is the Masters. Yep, it away. seems like he's doing it the opposite yep, way. This should have been the first one. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand how he won at Congressional and then he won 
a uh, – did he win at St. Andrews? Was that the British Open he won? I think so. Yeah. So, I mean, he's just doing everything the complete wrong way. Uh, he's coming in pretty pretty uh, top-notch. Well, yeah. And, you know, I kind of have to get my mental physique behind him because I want Le'Veon Bell or Antonio Brown in our uh, league. And so you need the top two, really. Some background information this year for our fantasy football draft instead of March Madness, which, you know, would have been better because I finished in second place. Thank you, Villanova. Uh, and we talked a lot about basketball on the previous podcast check that out if you're just tuning into this one um but either way yeah so i was second in the march madness but anyways we all have golfers it's the top 11 in the world plus tiger woods your boy here yours truly got roy mcelroy and john you got justin thomas yeah so that's that's awesome too and justin thomas's stock is rising Uh, best friends with nick saban an automatic winner and a (laughs) satanist so he has the power of the devil complete crazy ass so we'll talk about i think i have him highlighted at some point just talking about uh justin thomas uh justin rose at 12 to 1 the olympic uh, gold medalist he is yet to win a master so he'll be hungry uh bubba and phil multiple time winners at 16 to 1 rookie fowler at 16 to 1 you know, most of the time I'm really big on Ricky Fowler, but it seems like everybody is kind of just hush-hush on Ricky for this tournament. It, What's up with that? He's – I don't know if the Masters is – his stage is too big or what, but he seems like – I think his best finish is a fifth. Yeah, I'm going to look it up. And he just can't get over the hump. He'll play a first – he'll play a great two first days, and then the third day he'll, you know, shoot a 69, a 70, and then that fourth day it's a 73, 74, and it's – He's pretty much all downhill after that. And once the lights get really bright, I think Ricky kind of crawls up in his shell and runs from the. Although he has moved on. Dang, he's only 150 pounds. He's a skinny boy. <laughs> Uh, that's the first thing I see when I look there. I'm like, damn, that dude is skinny. Uh, but anyways, uh, looking here, yeah, his best finish was tied for fifth. That was in 2014. Uh, he finished it under two. Last year, he's under one, tied for 11. So he did well. He posted scores last year of 73, 67, and 71. But the last day, he went into the clubhouse with a 76. Yeah. So, you know, kind of getting to John's principle there on the final day. He kind of got ran out of it. And his actual, if you look through all his Sunday scores, he actually missed the cut in 2016, but his uh, Sunday score is a 76, a 67 in 2015, which is not bad at all, uh, but it was just good enough to finish 12th after he was out of contention. 73, 78, 78, 74. 78? Yeah. Yeah, see, that's Sunday, man. Yeah, I mean, he's he's over par two of these eight uh, Masters tournaments. Yeah, not going to so. do it. So we'll have to see, but... 12 to 1 seems like it might be too high. Then we got my boy John Rahm at 20 to 1 with Paul Casey at 20 to 1. I have both of those guys highlighted. I like them both for this tournament. And at 20 to 1 odds, they might be worth your while. Yeah, that's a a good chance. Uh, then we got uh, Sergio Garcia at 30 to 1, not getting any love. Everybody kind of saying it was a uh, fluke, I guess, the odds makers I don't in like Vegas. Hideki uh, Matsuyama at 30 to 1 with Tommy Fleetwood and Henrik Stenson. Well, Tommy Fleetwood's not making it. <laughs> no. Oh, poor Colin. <laughs> I, I would laugh if he just does somewhat well. And then you have Alex Nor, Matt Kuchar, Patrick Reed at 40 to 1. So that rounds out your betting odds. Uh, if you're looking into any of that, I know I am. Uh, I have, uh, I think it's 10. Yeah, I have 10 on Bubba Watson winning. Uh, and I made that bet when he was a 20 to 1, so that'll pay off big time if he can actually pull off the yeah. W for me. I think he's a, does he have a, what are his odds now? 
His odds now have moved up. They're now sixteen to one. But last week when I did him, he was a twenty to one because they they kind of go and they you know whittle it down yeah. as you find out who's playing and who's not playing. Like Brooks Kebka, you know, just that kind sucks, of dude. bitched out of it a yeah. little bit. Yeah, he was hot last year. He was he's been okay this year in the PGA Tour. But uh, you know, it's always just nice to see the. Uh, Who's he sponsored with? Is he another Nike guy? He's yeah. with Tiger. And he's also and with McElroy. <coughs> Is he a Mick? Yeah. He's a Mick guy. Oh boy. See, <laughs> I'm not gonna have Michelob this weekend though. This is a blue moon weekend for me. Yeah. And I have off Sunday. I have off Master Sunday, so I'm, I'm, also I'm very Master pumped. Sunday. Yeah, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to link up. Watch it on 4K TV yeah. over here. This is the first year the Masters in 4K. First year there is a shot tracker as well. Yes. So oh this, my this weekend God. is going to be. I don't know if it's safe for the blood to be in a lower extremity <laughs> for this long. <laughs> like I feel like I'm going to have to call a doctor yes. after Saturday. Yep. Like I'm going to be walking around so lightheaded because <laughs> I'll have like a, a couple of beers and all the blood in my body is going to be in my penis. <laughs> it's going to be ridiculous. Yeah, you're going to have to. You're going to have to like. I'm not going to be able to leave my recliner. I'm I'm going to like try and sit up and I'm like, oh god. Yeah, and you can't if you do get up and walk. Pants aren't going to work because it's just going to hurt. You're going to have to literally wear like a a towel draped over. I'm going to have to waistband it for four straight days. (laughs) Even walking around like walking around town playing golf at work, I'm just going to have to have a steady waistband presence all week long. My goodness, there's going to be belt marks on my pecker, man. Oh man. All right, so we'll get back to it, but. Just letting everybody know how excited I am for the Masters. Uh, I'll have to roll out. I think it was two years ago I had an essay about the Masters in this time of year called Tis the Season, Memoirs of a Lost Sports Fan. Uh, We'll we'll post that to the the, uh, Twitter. But moving on. Um, we're going to get to our featured golfers now. This is an all-masters podcast. We're going to talk slightly about Brandon Cooks going to St. Louis at the end of this because we forgot to do it yesterday, so we have to cover that a little bit. Um, but getting to the Masters here, we're going to talk about the top ten. Uh, my featured golfer in the top ten uh, spoiled it a little bit, but I'm going with John Rahm. Uh, 23 in Spanish, so was Sergio Garcia. So the Spanish golfer nation is on the come-up. Yeah. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo scored a crazy goal for Madrid. That was crazy. Ronaldo is a soccer god, so everyone who is Spanish and everything Spanish is on the come up right now. So I'm going to ride that wave with John Rahm. He is a graduate of Arizona State University. So was Phil Mickelson, who is a three-time winner of the Masters. Lover. All of the sabermetrics are pointing in the right way. This will be his second... Uh, or no, this is going to be yeah, this is going to be a second Masters appearance. Last year he made the cut, tied for 27th. Um, so his first time made it into moving day. Uh, he's number three in the world rankings with four PGA wins under his belt. After well, this is his second year Damn, on the he's tour. Third in the rankings. Yep. Wow. And he has already placed first and second in different tournaments this season. And he is dating an absolute dime in Kelly Cahill. She is a smoke show. Never, Extra points for her. Yeah. Take a look at her. She is also a golfer oh. with some massive cans. <laughs> <laughs> Let me be quite frank. Kelly, what is it? Kelly Cahill. Cahill. So a very impressive uh, profile for John Rahm. Um, when I was reading through his profile, him and Kelly Cahill is supposed to be the next uh, golf celebrity power couple to rival uh, Dustin Johnson and oh, no. Paulina Gretzky. Not, not beating that. 
not gonna happen. No, take a look happen. at her. I'm, take I'm, a look I'm at her. For, I mean, we're always gonna be you know linked up with DJ because he's an American and his backstory is lit. But Kelly Cahill, but check her out. But Paulina Gretzky. Oh, I mean, I follow her on Snapchat and she doesn't snap at all. So like when she does post on Snapchat, it's like a big event for me and my phone. You know, yeah. just like. Do you, do you How's Paulina Instagram? doing? I don't have an Instagram, oh, so I'm missing yeah, out in that regard. I've been told for years that I should just have an Instagram to look at very nice-looking celebrities. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't... She... Mm. Dude, right? She is something else, but I'm still giving my... I'm putting all my chips in on Paulina Gretzky. Major, major key. <laughs> major key, but... I mean, yeah, tell me, tell me, John Rahm's stock yeah. hasn't skyrocketed after looking yeah. at that picture. He did very well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So who do you who do you got in the top so ten? My John? top ten. Um, I didn't pick from the top ten golfers. I went a little outside of this simply because this man probably deserves to be in the top ten just for this tournament alone. And I went Sergio. I don't know where. I think he'll finish five to eight, maybe. 38 years old, defending champ. He, in his past four uh, tournaments, he only missed a cut once with a t- uh, tied eight, tied 17, and a first place. His average uh, round on the tour this year is a 68.7. If he puts four of those together, I think he'll be sitting in a good spot. And uh, in his last two tournaments on the tour, the Dell match play and the Valspar Open, he finished uh, tied ninth and fourth. God, I hate match play. Yeah, I'm not a big fan either. <laughs> And Phil actually killed the match play this year, finished fourth. But yeah, I think that he's I think he's good enough to compete every year. I don't like him. I think he's a royal douchebag, but he's been there, he's done it, he's won it, he's got he's, what it takes. He's poisoned the whole field. Nobody yeah, knows it yet. Yeah, he's made them all. They're actually probably right now running to the toilet. It's probably about that time where they're waking up in the middle of their sleep and just hitting the toilet big time. But yeah, I think Sergio is is poised for another top ten finish. Yeah, I mean, I certainly don't hate that pick. I don't know if he's going to be in the top ten. I'm just like, I'm so connected to the do theory from watching hockey so often Mm -hmm. that after Sergio wins a tournament like that and he wins that playoff hole, um, who is it? I'm drawing blanks on who he played the playoff hole against. But, um, you know, he was able to make it there. I think it was Justin Rose, actually. It was Justin Rose. Yeah, and Justin Rose had a problem with uh, getting past the water and yada yada, but... (laughs) Whatever. A story for another day, and Sergio got lucky and didn't get called for a stroke. So I feel like he put all his chips into that last yeah. year, and he was parading around like a fucking idiot all, all summer long <laughs> with that jacket. He, like, kicked a ball to start the El Clasico. He and, danced it in at his wedding. <laughs> so, like, I feel like he's already but used up all the Masters magic. You would magic. definitely wear it in your oh, I would do the same thing, and I'd also never play in the yeah. Masters again. Yeah, <laughs> I would retire from golf. Yeah, especially if it was my first one and I went one for one with a win, I would never play golf again that's what i'm saying like i would just never do it ever again and like he's got the audacity to come back guys like him and like on hell cabrera i don't know why they come back i guess they just come back because they get a free round at augusta maybe but just like i wouldn't do that and i didn't know and maybe you just did that because of this but like you have to give the jacket back Mm -hmm. to the country club you don't get to keep it that's pretty whack i don't like that i don't like that at all it's kind of stupid that being said, we'll move on to the next featured golfer. Uh, I, I went with Paul Casey. Uh, he's you know a name everybody knows, but nobody knows that well. Uh, he's number 13 in the golf rankings right now. Uh, he's four of six in the top ten in finishes this year on the PGA Tour, so he's on it. 
2015, he tied for sixth place at the Masters. 2016, tied for fourth. And in 2017, in sixth place. So the last three years, he's just outside the top five. So we're talking about a guy who knows how to compete you know, to the utmost level, uh, even into the Sundays. He's played very well the last three years. He's played 11 times at Augusta, five top tens. So, you know, in his early days, he kind of struggled a little bit. He's got 15 PGA Tour wins. He just turned 40 years old as well, which everybody knows means there's a midlife crisis, which means there's just a little bit more yip in your step, and you just know that the time is now. And I think that that's probably in the back of his head that if he's going to get a win, he doesn't have a major tournament win yet on the PGA Tour. Today or this weekend is the time for Paul Casey to get it done. I agree. I like that pick as well. Um, I've actually started to watch a little more of Paul Casey. Nike guy, smooth. Yep. I, I really enjoy watching. European golfer. Yep. I want two European golfers unintentionally. Um, Sorry, America. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Tommy Fleetwood. Shout out to Colin. He's not. Good. <laughs> He's got a nice beard. Yeah. Give him that. Looking Does rugged. A nice beard. 12th in the uh, tour standings. Um, 27 years old. So, young guy hit the ball a mile. Nice finesse around the greens. Um, in his only Masters appearance, he finished tied for 68, which did not make the cut. Um, his average uh, tour score is a 69.6. Like I said before, I think that lower or you know, 68, 69, 67, that put a couple of those rounds together with maybe a really 65, 64. I think that could get the job done. This is, this is his first Masters? Second. Second. first one he didn't make the cut. Okay. And I, I uh, don't like – I know Colin's probably not going to listen, so I can say this, but I think Tommy Fleetwood could definitely make a good push. But I want I want Colin to think that he sucks and has got Well, see, chance. the problem the problem with everyone is just like Tommy Fleetwood – I'm not big on the rankings, and I've already yeah. I've said this yep. a lot of times. I'm not really big on the on the golf rankings when it comes to a tournament like this. Every every single tournament, there's a guy in you know the bottom fifty who is in the top ten at the mm-hmm. end of Sunday. That's just the way it always goes. When you get hot, you're hot. Um, but everybody didn't want Tommy Fleetwood just because a they didn't know his name and b he was eleven. He was yep. the last guy. So everybody's like, oh, you know, he's clearly the worst. It's just like, well, I mean, you could have Matt Kuchar or you could have <laughs> Angel Kuchar. Cabrera yeah. or, you know, you could have all these different guys. Like, he's still a top 12 player and he has tournament wins. And, you know, he played really well at the par three for a little bit here today. But, you know, there's, there's, Two ways to go about not having experience. Either one side, you're so young, you don't know what's going on, so it doesn't bother you. Or you could go flip side, you're going to be so overwhelmed, you don't mm-hmm. know what's going to happen. So, I mean, it's just basically sink or swim. I feel like Tommy Fleetwood is going to end up being in the top 25. He's going to make the cut and make moving day. But I don't, I don't see him winning. I no. don't see him being in the top five. got to make too many birdies to yeah. do that. Yeah. This is, it's a game of scoring, and you've got to score. Yep. Uh, par par rounds over and over not going to cut it so no although if you did hit par throughout an entire pga season you would be a millionaire so for everybody out there striving for very mediocre golf if you can if you can play par all season long on the pga tour you will make millions of dollars you don't have to win a single tournament I would be the most mediocre golfer for a million dollars. I mean, I you could probably make money being over par, honestly. Yeah. Like well, a like lot. I said, consistently. Oh, Tommy Fleetwood won ten grand for finishing sixty-eight. No. So you're basically getting money for showing up. Yeah. It's ridiculous. 
All right, so uh, I'm going to get into my amateur golfer here. It's Firefighter Matt Parzelile. I don't know. I'm just going to call him Firefighter Matt because um, I don't want to butcher his name. <laughs> but his dad is going to be his caddy, which is a big boost for me. That's you got your family good. calming yeah. you down. Love it. Uh, so you got dad behind you as the caddy. Um, he's the top amateur in the United States in the Mid-Atlantic region. Um, he's a firefighter. He's used to playing through adversity. You know, he's used to ducking in of burning buildings, pulling out women and babies, and the cats masters, and dogs. yeah, cats and dogs, and you know, having a giant fire hose all over the place and yada yada. Another penis joke. <laughs> we're on we're on track today. So I mean, you're talking about a guy who, on an average day, deals with way more adversity and probably has the adrenal gland of Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yes. <laughs> so it's not like it's, the moment is going to be too big for him. I think he's already pretty confident in himself. He played a t- uh, practice round with Tiger Woods, is, which is probably more intimidating than the entire Augusta National Tournament, yeah. in my opinion. So firefighter Matty, I'm really liking out of the amateur. Uh, I didn't even pick an amateur. That's okay. I do like I like him a lot. I watched that special on him on the Golf Channel like on Tuesday. And mm-hmm. I, wait, yeah yesterday and i was really into him as well i was like that that guy seems like a class act and he played in the part three and let his wife hit the ball and his wife or his fiance kind of a smoke show they're doing it right would you poke yes all right 10 out of 10 nice all right uh so yeah that's my amateur john you got one more to get through and then we're just going to kind of go through the famous names and how they check into this tourney i'm gonna rock with your man phil nice um 47 years old he's been to the tournament he's played in what 20 of them Probably more than that. Way more. I'll look it up while you're talking. Yeah. Um, his last four finishes have not been the greatest. He had a fifth, uh, 52, which probably doesn't make the cut. A 58, which probably doesn't make the cut. A 27, and a second. The second is big. Um, and I just like him and Tiger hanging out. The old guys, Comcool Collective. I feel like he's just going to go in. Plus the insider trading BS is behind him now. Yeah. And he wore a button up to play. Mm-hmm. That's that's over the Plus top. Plus, he was A1 on the dad jokes this morning. Him and Ricky Fowler yeah. played a practice round this morning, and it was a it was a crisp spring morning, and Ricky Fowler says to Phil, he says, <laughs> it's pretty cold out here today, and Phil smiles, and he says, well, it'd be warmer if you had a jacket. <laughs> and I just geeked out. Dad joke on 100, yeah, bro. And that's what Phil is on the story. He's a dad. Him and yep. Tiger are just the, the old guys. Yeah, they're the dads. Matt Kuchar's a dad, and then you got old Tommy Watson and Jack Nicholas. They're the grand. Dads. Exactly, and yep. I just I think Phil is going to be in the twenty fifteen to twenty range. I think this year he's going to play a lot better than he has in his last four or five tournaments. I just think that yeah, I will say the last time he was competitive was twenty fifteen when he finished tied for second at fourteen under. See, this is what I'm talking about: the yeah. distribution and the scoring sometimes in these tournaments is just wild. Yep. But just like I said, I think it's all depending on the weather because one of those years it rained like a, it was crazy. They had so much rain that they were up like they were overnight working to squeegee out the greens. It's like it just depends, I think, a lot on the weather conditions. If it's beautiful, I think they can shoot 15, 16 under. Just depends. But yeah, I like Phil to be a. I don't know if I'd call him a contender, but I think that he will definitely move in day, and he'll be he'll be hanging around the later tea times on a Sunday. I agree. And while I wait for the purse to pull up for this season, just so we can thoroughly explain to everyone how much money is being tossed around this country club this weekend. I think it's 11 million. 11 million in total. 
I think so. I, I think like top prize is like 1.7, 1.8, but hang on. All right, yeah. So first place this year at Augusta is going to make $1.9 million. Jeez. So just right away, I don't know how taxes work for this. I assume you're still probably getting taxed for income. Probably. Uh, so you, you're going to get 66% of whatever that is. Um, and then 1.1 1. 1 for second. Damn. Uh, 748,00K for third. Uh, let's go down a little bit further here. We'll look uh, towards our par finishers here. Uh, so I assume if you're finishing even par, you're probably going to be somewhere between probably 20th to 25th. I think that would be an estimate mm-hmm. guess. So you're making 143 grand. <laughs> to play just, golf. just just playing par, just hanging out, just yeah. just being a dude, chilling out with all the uh, with all the patrons basically. Because at that point you're out of the tournament. So I mean, what the hell? Yeah, you're just watching. <laughs> and that's like that's one thing I picked on up over the years. You know, like the people in second and third. Like I'm always just like, you know. They're they're ten strokes behind. Like, why are they so nervous? It's just like, well, right now that three foot putt is three hundred thousand yeah, dollars. <laughs> like, that's why people points. are appled yeah. up. They're just like, all right, I'm not going to win this thing, but my god, there's a paycheck if I can just hit through these gimmies. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So the Masters purse, nothing to mess with. It's a crazy. Uh, not to mention, if you win, you're pretty much immortalized for a long. I mean, like, when's the last time we talked about Danny Willett? But every Masters year, you're going to talk about Danny Wilt. Because he's in the fraternity. Because he's in there. Him and Sergio, back-to-back years. It's about time we had somebody. That's supposed to win. Yeah, that's supposed to win, or we had an American win. This is an American tournament, damn it. Give us the JT. That's why I got Kenny Chesney to lead us out. I love it. I need some American juices pumping. We sure do. Uh, Getting out of the par three that went on today. Uh, I missed the end of it, but I watched most of the early parts. Seeing Jack Nicklaus out there playing with Gary Player and Tom Watson was pretty cool. Um, and they can still hit the ball around pretty yeah. well. And all I really put down as a note is that it made me feel really insecure about my golf game. Yeah, I watched. I watched him hit. I think it was on like the sixth hole. Jack Nicholson just crushed it, and the, the sound of the club hitting the ball was so pure. He still got the fundamentals, and it just echoed through the the crowd, and that thing bounced. And I mean, it was probably this table length away from the hole, and I'm like, he can barely turn like around. His entire body, but yeah. when he puts that club in his hand, it is a pure swing, and I yeah. just, it really upset me to watch because I wish I could just go. Do you that. got you got a seventy year old man just knocking down birdies like it's nothing. Yeah, shooting like four or five hundred bars. And they were talking about how he doesn't even play anymore. Yeah, like he doesn't play, but rarely with like his grandkids and family, and that's yeah. really it. And he just like gets up off the couch, cracks his back <laughs> a couple times, has a swig of like. Whatever the national sponsor is, it's not Bud Light because you can't say dilly dilly on the course. Yeah. I think that's ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. But take, takes a little bit of swig of that, gives a wink to a pretty lady, and he just heads up to the tee <laughs> and he knocks one into the green, dude. Yeah, he's, what a stud. That man is a stud. It's no wonder everybody in like our parents' generation really hates Tiger Woods. They don't want him to top a classy dude like Jack Jack Nicholas. and Arnie, yeah. yeah. And it sucks for Tiger because he has passed, and I think I think Tiger's the greatest golfer of all time. I think that Tiger had a bigger impact. I don't know pound for pound, you know, stroke for stroke, if he's yeah. the best. But I mean, the Masters has literally tiger-proof their course year after yeah. year because people are blasting the ball so hard. And that's the thing is he's always been able to hit the ball further than anybody. Yeah. And I just think that in his putting, R.I.P. to his back someday. My goodness. Or already, he already yeah. been through all them surgeries. But yeah, that. That, like, four-year window where he literally was the greatest putter on the earth, along with hitting the ball. And that was before that. That's why, like, he was winning tournaments by 20 strokes. Because he would literally be putting eagle off the tee. 
one putting he would, every time. Yeah, he'd be one putting. He would treat a par four like a par three. Mm-hmm. He'd hit an eight iron. And, like, <laughs> I think it was, like, four or five years ago at Augusta, they extended all the fairways, like, 40 yards. <laughs> and it was, like, a tournament that Tiger wasn't even playing in. It was just like, yeah, well, you know, Tiger's not playing in this tournament. But we're still talking about him because yeah. Augusta took extra measures this year to move back all their holes. They had to buy, like, extra acres or whatever just to get the course to be bigger because they didn't want people going through. Because, I mean, guys like Bubba Watson's doing that now. Roy. Dustin Johnson's known to smoke them down the fairway. Rory. Kills yeah, Rory ball. as well. So you got all these kids who are pretty much just gripping and ripping yep. all over the place. And Shout out that's, to John Daly. Yeah. <laughs> hit, it, hit it hard, baby. Uh, get out there and eat a bunch of chocolate bars on the course. <laughs> and Diet Coke. Yep. So uh, looking now at the Masters field, um, so how you qualify for the Masters, and I had it up and I got rid of it because I'm dumb. But uh, anyways, if you win the Masters tournament, you're always invited back. Um, it is the last five years of any other major championships that gets invited. Uh, the last three players' championships – uh, the last three or the top 12 ranked PGA players uh, and then the top 12 players from last year's Masters. And then there's certain golf rankings that goes into it as well. So, I mean, there's a formula for it. And then the top amateurs from every continent. And I think the U.S. gets two or three from ours, you know, because we're the U.S. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we get extra golfers. But either way, uh, it's kind of easy to get in the Masters if you're a decent golfer. I know a couple of golfers barely got in last day. Um, the Irish golfer, Podrick Harrington, the, missed the, the cut this year. With the beard? Yeah. Oh, That's man. Tyler's favorite golfer, like Podrick. Uh, he missed the Masters this year uh, through a technicality or something like that. I read about uh, a little bit into it. Um, but either way, that's that's a little bit of background to how all these guys got here uh, and why you're going to see a bunch of overweight old men walking around on the course. They were probably the champions days, from 1986 yeah. or whatever. They'll play the first two days, get bounced, and that'll yep. be the end of them. Yep. Guys, I don't think Ernie Els is playing this year, is it's he? It's probably time for him to hang him up. I, I mean, imagine. Player and Ernie Els are probably about the same age, right? Yeah. They're probably in their low 70s. I don't know this for a fact. Somebody could be fact-checking like me Tom, and ripping me apart. Tom but. Wilson's probably younger. Tom Watson's probably younger. Than Tom him. Watson just hung it up like last year yeah. or the year before, though, because he played the last couple of uh-huh. years and actually didn't do that bad. I think there was one year where he was like close to par for the most part. So good good for old Tom. And, you know, good for Tom, you know, it kind of sucked, you know, the way it happened. But, you know, now that Arnold Palmer is gone, Tom Watson has got himself onto the old man uh, Mount Rushmore of uh, yeah. golf. So Better good for alive, him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, most of them should be alive for a good long time now. Uh, Arnie was really the only one that was really old. But, um, so, yeah, we'll talk about now how you become a member. So Ernie was invited but did not, is saying he's okay. not going to play. Gotcha. So that's not surprising. Probably good. Um, but anyways, how you become a member of Augusta is actually pretty straightforward. Uh, first of all, it says like on the website, like the FAQs, it says if you have to ask, you don't deserve to be here. So I immediately felt threatened <laughs> that the Masters uh, website was coming at my neck like that. Where I was just casually like, obviously, I'm not going to play at Augusta, and, you know, unless I'm like the president or like I'm the biggest broadcaster in sports. Yeah. Like, obviously, probably Jim Nance has played Augusta a couple times. Steph Curry and Andre Iguodala played there too. Yeah, so there you go. So like, if you're famous, sure. 
But, like, just immediately them just trying to high road in big league yeah. me. It was very upsetting. Um, schmucks. Yeah, and actually, uh, you know, when you were looking through all the different memberships, their membership is only 25000 to $30,000 a year, which is pretty cheap compared to St. Andrews and uh, Pebble Beach. I mean, it's still a shitload of money. But, uh, You're telling me if I had thirty thousand dollars right now, I could well, there's a there's a three hundred person waiting list, and you have to get sponsored by another uh, member. Oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah, so I think they they keep between two fifty to like three fifteen members at all times. So like when somebody dies, because the average age of the people there is like seventy three years old. So I mean, like if you're in the waiting list, after a decade, you're probably up. <laughs> uh, so, but you have to so get sponsored. Play there is probably terrible. Oh my god, I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> I don't even know if they probably use carts. I mean, Augusta is pretty much stuck in like 1885. Yeah, they, they just allowed women like three years ago. Like, <laughs> are you serious? Yeah, like uh, I forget. It was a major headline when I was at school because they allowed Condoleezza Rice and some other woman. Like, they were the first women to ever be admitted into Augusta as members. So, like, they're just way behind the times out there. Like, I don't even think they probably use golf carts. They're probably no. still swinging around woods when no one's looking. Like, that is hilarious. <laughs> it's just crazy how far they are behind the times. Did you see their the new pro shop they opened? No. Holy nice. shit. It's like three stories. Damn. Yeah, it's huge. It's beautiful. But, like, they're just way behind the times because, like, you can't bring in a cell phone. You're not allowed to bring in, like, any food or drink. You can't bring in a chair. Like, all the things that I would want to bring into a golf outing, you can't, br- you can't bring, excuse me, uh, you can't bring cameras, you can't bring a book bag. It's just like, what? Yeah, you're going in by yourself. Like, I'm bringing it. my cell phone in. Like, yeah. I'm going to do that. Yeah. It's like, are they going to pat me down and, like, search me for my cell phone? Is that how it works? Do they have, like, a metal, like, detector? Yeah. I don't know. It's just weird. Augusta, for all it is and, like, how cool it is, it's got some major hang-ups for me. So that's how you become a member. Uh, you have to get sponsored. You'll probably have to wait a while. But like I said, they're all very old. Um, but the group handicap is about 14 and a half, which is pretty damn good. Yeah, so there's 73-year-olds that are very well. Granted, they're probably playing from the short tees. But yeah, that's true. That's still, yeah, that's good. The gold tees. I mean, that's like the that's like the most effed up thing about like life in general. Like we were bombing stuff from like the white tees down. We're just like, man, someday the gold tees are going to be lit. And then, like, once we're able to play on the gold tees, we're going to be hitting it at the same spot. Yeah. It's just going to be really agitating. There's, there's probably going to be, like, a two-year period where, like, we're allowed to play on the gold tees and we'll be ripping it. And then, like, one of us is going to grip way too hard and just shred our back. <laughs> and, like, that'll just be the end of that. <laughs> just be like, and I never played golf again. Yeah, that's going to be the worst when I can never play golf again. It's going to be the worst day ever. We're either going to have to goal or golf or bowl for the rest of our lives, yeah, one or the we'll other. We'll probably do both, honestly. Probably. So that leads us now. Uh, let's go through the famous people now, and then we're going to talk about our favorites, and then we'll talk a little bit about Brandon Cooks uh, going to the Rams. The turnover of that roster is just stupefying yeah, me absolutely. right now. Uh, but anyways, going through some of the pairings here and just kind of looking at it for tomorrow's schedule because by the time this gets posted, the Masters will probably be underway. Uh, so you'll be getting it fresh in our minds and seeing if we're right. Uh, so you got Danny Willett going off at 9.58 a.m. with Jason Duffner. Those are two famous guys right there. Uh, Matsuyama getting the early tee time with Paul Casey. That's an early that's uh, be a good that's an early pairing to watch at uh, 10.09. Oh, you love uh, – yeah. No. But he can play. That'll be a good pairing. Like 10.42, Tiger gets on the course with uh, Mark Leishman and Tommy Fleetwood. Uh, right after that grouping is Sergio Garcia and Justin Thomas. 
I like that. Pick. So the ten o'clock hour is going to be pretty lit. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna wake up early tomorrow. I think I got up at like right around ten today, so I should be right on time. The first people are teeing off at eight thirty tomorrow with Austin Cook, uh, young up and comer. Um, when you look through the rest of the schedule, though, at eleven oh four, you got Bubba Watson and Jason Day with Henrik Stenson. That's a good, it's a good threesome. I think the one o'clocks are really good as well. Yeah, that's where they're putting all the top ranked people. Uh, let's see if we can get through twelve uh, ten. You got Fred Couples, uh, probably one of the next golf greats to retire. Yeah. Uh, so he's in the field again this season. Um, at twelve fifty four, you got Charles Swartzel along with Webb Simpson. Uh, Swartzel is a Masters champion. Don't remember the year, but I remember him winning. Um, being a South African, the only one other than uh, Ernie Els to win the Masters. And isn't isn't Gary Players from South, South Africa, Africa too? I think so. Yeah, so he joined those two. Um, and then yeah, one twenty seven, we got Phil Mickelson, Ricky Fowler, and the coach. The coach man. Mr. Sketcher. Coach, coach, coach. Uh, at 138, it is Adam Scott, Roy McElroy, and John Rahm. I think. I don't has, Adam. has Adam Scott won a Masters? I, I think oh, he yeah, has. He has. Five? I think I just hate Adam Scott because of his long ass putter. Yeah, that just like really irritates. And he took Tiger's caddy. Yeah. He's a douche. Uh, and then at 149, it's Spieth and Louis Ustasizen. Uh, with Alex Norin, and then at two o'clock it's Rose, Dustin Johnson, and Cabrera Bello. Where the hell is Justin Thomas on this list? I think I m- skipped right past him. No, didn't he, I? he's uh, uh, playing with Sergio. Uh, that's right. They're they're early. So he won in 2013. So that's your whole day. I think coverage starts at three o'clock on ESPN, but you can watch it on the Masters website all day for those of you that are working during the day. And the Golf Channel. Yeah, the Golf Channel will have it going on all day. Um, They'll have interviews, I think, at Amen Corner. And, like, honestly, ESPN having this event is great um, just because you get a guy like Tom Rinaldi in. He's been in pretty much the last Mm -hmm. week getting these great stories. Um, And, you know, he's a really cool guy. I actually met him when I was down in Atlanta. He was the keynote speaker for that convention I was at. So a really down-to-earth guy, always giving you the scoop, uh, you know, pretty much giving you all these facts you didn't know. And then uh, when that's all over – uh, the first two days, they handed over to Jim Nance for Saturday and Sunday, and Which you know, talk about the talk about the announcer yeah. of the year going from having an event and announcing with Tony Romo. Uh, they didn't get the Super Bowl this year because I was NBC, but he just got to do March Madness, and now he gets to fly his ass to Augusta National and call some golf. His, what a life! What a soft-spoken voice! I think his I think he is the perfect golf announcer. You think they're going to have Tony Romo around at all for the coverage? I hope not. I feel like they're gonna. They probably will, and I really hope. I mean, he's a really good golfer, from what I've heard. Yeah, he's he's above average. <laughs> I don't like Tony Romo. Well, yeah, I know you don't. Like Tony I don't Romo. think they're gonna have him because he can't be so damn aggressive. This is golf. It, yeah, I mean, I, I have like a a nightmare scenario in that. my head where it's just like Tiger's putting and Tony Romo's just going. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't want to hear that. Yeah, that's what like or just like oh oh oh. Yeah, or like Sunday, the final nine holes, and it's the worst combo together: Sergio and uh, I don't know Justin Rose and Tony Romo's calling it. That's that's terrible. That was I, terrible. I feel like he's definitely going to be around for some of the coverage. I just oh, hope. <laughs> I don't. I think. I think McMahon. 
or not McMahon, what the hell is that? McDonough, mm-hmm. the Monday night football announcer, was doing the par three today. He did a pretty good job. I didn't know he did golf. And then you got Scott Van Pelt kind of tying everything together, out, which is yeah. really nice. I like Scotty. Oh, dude. Scott Van Pelt is one of the few guys at ESPN I'm a big fan of, yeah. even still. So it'll be fun. Because you get to see these two powerhouse sports media groups just really button heads because it's such a big event and they both have to nail it. Otherwise, you're going to get you know hosed over for future events. So everybody's going to be at the top of their game. Yeah, it'll be nice be, to see. It's going to be ran very well. Uh, so I guess the only thing we have to do now before we talk about Brandon Cooks, we just went through the lineups. Um, give, give me three golfers that are going to win the Masters. Justin Thomas. Dustin Johnson, and Tiger. I'm also taking Tiger as one of mine, obviously. Uh, and then I'm going to go with John Rahm. I wasn't just uh, blo- really I wasn't just blown it out of my ass what I was talking John about Rahm. earlier. I'm really into John Rahm. Number three, he's a young guy. The young guys have really dominated the tournament in the top tens. You know, they may not have won the last few, but I think it's time that Young and breaks through. Um, you know, I want to take McElroy as well just because – we're in the business of making headlines and seeing another, uh, you know, career slam would be great. Um, so I'm going to go with Rory McIlroy, John Rahm, and Tiger Woods. It's going to be my three. So I, I took an American. Everybody can chill out. All right, there's no conspiracy that Josh hates American golfers. I don't know. I think they're still the dark people on Reddit are going to start trolling me. <laughs> it's going to annoy the shit out of me. You're going to get trolled. So that's our Masters coverage. Uh, check us out. We'll have a Masters recap on the other side of this week. Uh, should be nice and jam-packed. Ryan should be back. Tyler, maybe. You, know, you never know with him. Um, but either way, yeah, really excited for the Masters. Uh, really excited to have Sunday off. It's truly one of the best times of year. I'm not even a big baseball guy, but just opening day is really fun. Having the Masters back is always great. And, you know, the draft's right around the corner. So, I mean. Give me your thought uh, on Brandon Cooks before we get out of here. Yeah, all right. So, on paper, it doesn't look like a good deal to me for New England. Um, I, like a couple of our friends said, it makes you want to think that something's wrong with Brandon Cooks, but I just don't think that Brandon Cooks ever had a permanent spot yeah. uh, with the Patriots. I thought he was a rented, kind of rented guy. And he was rented for a Super Bowl run. Um, you know, he had great games, and he had other games where he really was non-existent at all. But that's also how all the receivers are there. Like, Yeah, except for Gronk, yeah. Pretty and, much all of them. And when... Um, Randy Moss was there. Like they don't, they don't sign big receivers to like get ten to twelve targets a game. Yeah, I mean it's just it's one of those positions for most people that is expendable, and I really just feel like this is an example of Bill Belichick just compiling a team to have once Brady's gone. Yep. I think like you know they're still going to compete you know for the next year or two or maybe even three at this rate with whatever Brady's doing to his body. <laughs> But eating leaves only. Not eating tomatoes. This is just some of the craziest stuff I've ever heard in my life. Um, but either way, I just feel like it's a move toward the future. I think it shows that there is a bit of a separation between the organization just because Tom Brady would want a guy like Brandon Cooks. He needs a de- uh, deep threat to compete with Edelman and Gronkowski. Uh, it seemed like it was a good fit for the most part, even though he got knocked out of the Super Bowl really early. I think if, uh, with I that think head if, injury. I think if he is in the game, I think they win. 
Yeah, I mean, that either him or Malcolm Butler, they one had or the other. Four receivers catch over 100 yards. But I just, I feel like this is just a change in the guard moment that keeps continuing in New England. They let all those guys go. Deion Lewis is gone. Amendola is gone. Um, Malcolm Butler is gone. Brandon now Brandon Cooks. Cooks is gone. And Gronk was talking about retiring for a while. So, Oh, I actually read something today that a New England writer wrote. Two teams have called about trading for Gronk. Hmm. And they weren't short talks. Like, New England has entertained it. And I thought, I think I said this last year to Tyler, I don't see why it would be a bad move. He wants to retire. He's always hurt. He, I just feel like his head is not hasn't really been all about football in a while. Yeah. Dude, whatever you can get a lot. Well, I don't. I don't know if his head is all about one thing ever. Yeah. I feel like he has the attention span of a rodent. Yeah, and that's what. I'm, and exactly. And you can get a lot for granted. I feel like he could be end. like a WWE star they too, and not mash his head. They tried to get him, <laughs> or like what The Rock does now, like just become an actor in just some capacity. Like movies. you don't have. Yeah, I, like I think the that The Rock actually has talent after seeing Ballers. But for a while, I was just under the impression that, like, kind of like John Cena, like he's just a famous guy who's in a movie and he doesn't screw it up. Yeah. So he's good he's enough to get movies. it done. He's good Ballers is great, but he makes a lot of corny movies. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's got one coming out with this gorilla. Yeah. It's just like every movie with Dwayne The Rock Johnson is just like extreme violence and just like peril throughout. Yeah. And like he's just the strong guy. Protect- Although – did you see Jumanji? Yeah, I liked it a Jumanji lot. Jumanji was freaking hilarious. Yeah, I liked Jumanji. Ja- Jack Black should get an Oscar. He he was the most funny person. In he the was so movie. yeah, and it had Kevin Hart and it had The Rock and, and the girl Jack a Black. Bae. Yeah, she is a Bay dude. The teenage girl was Bay. <laughs> the one that became Jack Black. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. Talk about just an eleven out of ten. <laughs> but yeah, I mean Jack Black deserves an Oscar. Side note, hot take. That was just the performance of a lifetime. Just watching him with the uh, the Jonas brother was so funny. <laughs> but getting back uh, to the trade, we'll look at the flip side now with the L.A. Rams. Their stock and they pretty much kept their momentum building ever since. You know, kind of equate it to the Big Bang Theory, where it just started and everything just picked up from there. The Big Bang Theory was canning Jeff Fisher's ass. Yeah. <laughs> and now they've just been expanding into bigger and better things. Uh, they got J- uh, Jared Goff on the right track now. Um, Sean McVay has got his offense in place. Wade Phillips is a great defensive coordinator who now has probably the best defensive line in football Along between Aaron Donald and Dominican Sue and with Marcus Peters, Aqib Tlaib. You know, and you throw the word dream team around there, which is you know usually a negative connotation, but I mean, I feel like it could all work out. I, I don't know about Sue, but I think Aqib Tlaib and Marcus Peters would both be very good fits together. Yeah. They're very contrasting play styles. Aqib Tlaib's the big physical guy and Marcus Peters the athlete. Yep. And like you said, if they can get sued to buy in and just i just don't know if he can buy in he hasn't been able to buy in even in detroit i feel like he was just playing for the contract and even then he was out there doing dipshit things but he's also never had a defensive coordinator like wade phillips true and but like his numbers were so down in miami that everyone Mm -hmm. completely forgot that he existed i yeah i so it it just it makes you kind of wonder uh now he'll be teaming up with a guy who fights off knives for fun that was Aaron Donald, that dude. Was wild. Guy is a crazy machine. Probably one of the top five players in the entire NFL, yeah. regardless of position. And then you look at the offense. You got a guy like Cooper Cups and Robert Woods, who is already a pretty solid receiving core. You add Brandon Cooks and Todd Gurley into the scenario. We're talking about a team 
that probably two years ago went from the laughing stock of the NFL to last year. I thought that they would make a decent playoff run to this year. That I think they could compete with the Eagles. If it's, it's Super Bowl or bust, I think for them. It's got to be. I mean, I think that's the whole mindset. They're jump starting yeah. the whole process quickly. They haven't even moved into their new stadium yeah. yet. They don't care. My goodness, they're going to sell tickets so fast. So good for the LA Rams. Um, thanks everybody for listening today. Again, the Masters starting tomorrow about eight o'clock. Best time of the year. Grab your favorite six pack. Uh, if you're at work, get your don't do your sandwiches. spreadsheets, but have everything. Yeah, your pimento cheese. <laughs> Dude, I'm a big fan of pimento cheese, but uh, I never eat it. Yeah, hard pass. <laughs> yeah, you don't like them? No. I think there's some uh, in Middletown. Schaefer's Barbecue has them, so I'm going to have to uh, stroll on down there on an off day. But either way, um, thank you, John, for no, being here today, and uh, hope the, you all enjoy the Masters yes, coverage. Go watch uh, Justin Thomas win one. Yeah, don't forget about Tiger. Also Phil Mickelson. All right, everybody. (laughs) Peace out. See you guys.